Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me and opposed to all the logical, common sense, forward thinking, progressive ideas I talk about. He is a conservative, stick in the mud, but is somewhat of a listener and will be more than happy to dismiss your ideas outright. Pinko. Uh, let's see, and a name caller. He is a name caller. He's a dirty, rotten name. Ca- oh, wait, what would that make me? A dirty, rotten name Uh-oh. caller. Okay. Well, in any event, uh, yeah, Joe is here. And I'm Mark Lawrence. I portray a liberal on the radio. I'm, I'm going to suspend gl- you for 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, we'll Just talk like about Twitter that. Did, yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute. Actually, that happens to me uh, every afternoon about 4 o'clock. I get suspended for 12, 12 hours. hours. Okay. Right, I'm not allowed back in the building until the next day. Uh, on the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-WKOK. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM at the beginning of your text, and uh, we'll make sure that you get included on our Text Connect announcements. We try to make sure that uh, we get to everybody's message as often as we can on the text connect and email system but we are a telephone talk show so that's our primary topic uh, we uh, have talked extensively about a wide range of issues on the show lately political correctness uh, US Supreme Court cases that relates to cakes and decorating and same-sex couples have come up and I see there's one of those in the Fox clippings again today and this one's wh- a florist I don't think you want to eat her product well some flowers are edible. And uh, let's see, we have talked about taking down monuments. And, of course, President Trump was the gift that keeps on giving in terms of fodder for the show. So maybe you have something you wish to talk about. one eight hundred seven nine five. 795 You forgot to mention the descriptive words we used about President Trump. Oh, the F Biden word yesterday. yesterday. Right. <laughs> yeah, no follow-up emails. Usually we get a follow if we If one topic carries the whole show, which that's what happened yesterday, callers were very interested in this idea of a New Jersey judge saying you cannot display play the F word on a flag uh, as it relates to the President of the United States. Uh, Actually, it was about an ordinance in the community that banned such things. Right. Well, the judge said that uh, you could do that, or you couldn't do that. So that might get revisited, and we certainly know the F word pops up in some other displays in our lives uh, these days, unfortunately. But uh, So we uh, talked about that yesterday, but no follow-up emails or texts related to that. So if you have something uh, that you 
wish to weigh in on that topic or the previous ones or the other issues of the day, we have nearly open phones today, so we'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565. Thus far, only one of the new political candidates has expressed an interest in being on on the mark for sure. That is uh, Jeff Bartos, who's an individual running for U.S. Senate. So he'll be on in the weeks ahead. We don't actually have a time chosen. Uh, We are trying to schedule a time when he can come in in person, and he's doing a 67-county tour. turns out that he might just have to call on the show. I think a lot of this tour is already determined, and he already started the tour, so it's already underway. So I'm not sure that we'll be able to squeeze onto his schedule. But he's interested in being on the show, Uh, and there's about uh, two dozen other candidates who are running for the various uh, statewide offices next year, and some of them may check in this year as well. Most of these, you talk about Senate and Governor, those are next year's races. These are the early favorites getting an early start on the campaign. Of course, we have a number of races up for grabs this year as well. All right, 1-800-795-9565. What were you saying about a florist? Yeah, this is an interesting story. Um, you know, it ties into a story that was on, and I saw it on Fox this morning, and of course you're going to say I had Fox funnels on, but the story was pretty nondescript. It was about how conservatives have become a little disenchanted with the Supreme Court. Uh, <laughs> President, Vice President Mike Pence, former Vice President Mike Pence yesterday was speaking to uh, in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, to some 1,200 evangelical activists attending the annual leadership summit in, uh, of the family leader, a top social conservative organization in the first in the nation presidential caucus state of Iowa. He touted the Trump administration's success in shifting the federal bench to the right. We appointed more than 300 conservatives to our federal courts at every level, including Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and how about Amy Coney Barrett? Isn't she something, Pence told the audience. The former vice president's comment received polite applause, but there was no standing ovation. <laughs> and yet the, the point is, when they interviewed people afterwards, you know, the conservatives are upset with the Supreme Court for not being conservative enough, and the liberals are upset with the Supreme Court for being conservative at all. And so there's still this ongoing dynamic that we've got to pack the court somehow to get rid of this conservative-leaning Supreme Court, but yet it's not exactly been totally conservative, right? Well, and I think what happened was uh, President Trump overpromised. He says once we get the court packed with conservatives, all decisions will go our way. But the trouble is, you know, not everybody's willing to do things that are illegal. Oh, no, that way, no, no, no. It's not yes, illegal yes, if yes, the yes, Supreme yes. Court says it's legal. It's not illegal. Well, but I think what, unfortunately, for you, the judges look at what the Constitution actually says, and they stick with that. Though that's unfortunate for the left, <laughs> no, not the right. I, I we're, think, we're very much in support I think support you have a conservative court that's, that's not actually behaving as conservative as you want. And so I think President Trump overpromised, and I think, uh, you know, uh, conservatives sort of sold their soul to the devil so they could have President Trump. And I I think there's a lot of buyer's remorse about that. Well, what did you sell to get Biden? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just saying that, you know, certainly good conservative uh, Christian people uh, had the suspension of disbelief beyond recognition. Look at look what you are ignoring in order to be a President Trump policy supporter. And I think people thought, okay, what so... What am I ignoring? Uh, well, all the, uh, the, the uh, private parts of girls grabbing and the things that he says and the towel-slapping mentality and the... We've had that among presidents of the United States long before well, Donald that's fine. Trump. Well, I think it was a little bit more obvious 
and the media, of course, never let anything that President Trump ever did bad go unpunished. So, But, of course, you, because you liked his policies, you were over to look that. Okay, so you overlook all of that, and what do you get for it? You get a conservative court that still follows the law, even though they're conservative. And I think that's disappointing. So that's why they didn't applaud for her, because they, they think, look, we sold our soul to the devil, and for what? <laughs> nothing. We got nothing from it. Well, I think what we got was some good policies that are now being changed by President Biden. We always say elections have consequences. The people voted for Joe Biden. They knew what was going to happen when they voted for him. They made a conscious decision to at least endorse, in theory, the overturning of some of what President Trump did. I think President Trump, I think the results of the election would have been entirely different if President Trump hadn't gone through this bizarre the fraud the big lie stop the steal program if he had just said you know hey i lost i'm going to come back stronger than ever yeah you said what is it that you sold your devil your soul to the devil for you bought into the big lie i didn't buy into the big lie. well a lot of good smart otherwise intelligent conservatives did and still do say the election had anomalies or it's still being investigated or we have to audit no argument about that it did have anomalies but i don't think they would have overturned i don't think they would have overturned the results of the election. Right. So those, yeah, you wonder, what, what did you overlook? Well, you overlooked that kind of behavior. You overlooked the fact that he wanted president, or he Vice President Pence to lie to the Congress and to ignore the U.S. Constitution. He didn't want them to lie. He wanted them to do something that may have been unconstitutional, but he right. didn't tell exactly. them to lie. So, but you overlooked that so that you could enjoy Trump policies. No, by that time, Trump had already lost. Right, but to you the were still... I had already moved on. I accepted the fact that Joe Biden regard. was... I don't hold the man in high well, regard. Can, I hold his policies too. in high regard. You saw the you light. You keep tarring me with all everything else. Uh, listen, <laughs> I think President I think President Trump did a great job when it came to policy. I think he did a great job with his uh, moving the Supreme Court a little bit to the right because I think it had been too far to the left in prior years. But here's the thing, and that's what we started this discussion about the Supreme Court. People think for themselves. Just as you're trying to paint all conservatives a certain way, saying we overlook things, we sold our soul to the devil. Not every conservative is going to march in lockstep, and you get upset when I imply that liberals do that. But they don't. People are their own creatures. They think for themselves. I'm willing to concede that everybody on this planet has the absolute right to view something from their own perspective. And I think that's exactly what Gorsuch and and the other judges are doing. They're looking at it from the standpoint of how they view the Constitution, what their legal training, what their background is, and they're applying the law as they see it. That's what the Supreme Court should be doing. Well, these citizens have a mind of their own. (laughs) Awful. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We're talking about the U.S. Supreme Court and uh, the fact that uh, when uh, the conservative justices, the new conservative justices were talked about, there was a smattering of polite applause, but no raucous applause because they haven't done exactly what President Trump said they would do, and that's ignore the Constitution and rule court for conservatives. Lance, what's your view on that? Am I characterizing this right? Folks are disappointed because they bought into the big lie and it turned out to be a big lie? Well, let's put it this way. When we start to think about who to vote for, I'd rather vote for a candidate who may leave a stench in the nostrils of an honest man rather than vote for baby-killing, gun-grabbing, criminal-coddling, military-hating, police-despisers. Border opening. 
Yeah. Yeah, you forgot border border openers, right? (laughs) Yeah, that was the next thing. Well, doesn't that leave a stench in your nostrils, too? Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Compared to to the alternative, that's nothing. His policies were great. Mm, I agree. I mean, and people would rather, well, how do you say that uh, um, you... uh, well, even if vote for no, vote for style over substance. Right. So he was the lesser of evils, and that's of course. I think we all head to the polls and hold our nose a little bit and say, "Well, I don't like either of these uh, men or women, but uh, the, you know, the one I'm going to cast the ballot for is the lesser of evils." And you would never vote for President Biden under any circumstances at all, whatsoever. Correct. Well, that's correct. As yeah. long as he's a baby killer. Right. See, he, I mean, he said all those years. I, I uh, belong to a little outfit called Heartbeat International. And when they uh, wrote about Biden, they never mentioned that he uh, <laughs> changed his uh, tune. In other words, all those years he was, uh, well, he voted for the Hyde Amendment and all that. But then uh, when he got in office and uh, was surrounded by all that stench. Well, perhaps he sold his soul to the devil in order to become elected president. That's exactly what I am coming up with. Well, and I think a lot of our prominent politicians have really evolved over the years. You know, you talk about President Trump, who even was a Democrat at oh, one point. Oh, so it's evolution when it comes to uh, somebody well, on the left. Well, that's what President Biden did. But it's absolute terror when it's somebody on the right. <laughs> well, I guess that decides on which switch they're making at any given time. You're right. But, uh, yeah, they they could start out as a uh, a possible evil choice and then become the lesser of the or they could be already be the lesser of the evils in some folks and then they make some change or evolution or what do you say flip-flop and then they become the the evilist yeah it does happen that way that is for <laughs> sure and uh well like actually i was uh, at a place where i didn't have a reception on the cell phone i thought i would and we were talking about the pornography well, every time I am minded of that subject, it was a, well, I think I probably called about this before, there was a critique of Ginsburg's poetry, and I believe it was in the Atlantic Monthly many years ago, and it said that when an individual's attempts at literary art comprise guttural emanations of four letters and but single syllables, not only is the an individual's command of language called to question, but their evolutionary progression as well. So that didn't come from some Bible thumper. And it's really true, and I don't care. Who and you're not talking about it. pornography, you're talking about profanity, the F word, right? Yeah, right, profanity. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, but sometimes that adds flavor to a conversation. <laughs> well, I don't know, but don't you think our language affords us better adjectives? Sometimes. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes a particularly useful word like that, which has so many functions and so many And stress-relieving capabilities. Use, yes. I can say, oh, just, darn it, but it feels, that doesn't relieve stress. <laughs> right. It just feels, sometimes it just feels good to say that. I don't know. Well, I think you, you get down in the gutter when you do that. Well, I think there's a lot of people in the gutter. Well, I we're think. down here. We're rolling oh, yeah. around. Yeah, a, a no, but, uh, <laughs> having I mean, stubbed my toe. 
having stubbed my toe only six hours ago, I would say, yes, I'm in the gutter. So you're holier than thou, right, Lance? Well, no, I think it's part of his I'm vocabulary. I'm not saying that at all. It's just that I just think that, you know, I'm disappointed in the human race when they do that. That's all. Okay. I think we've gone past all that. Well, I, I can think of quite a few of our former leaders, both military and civilian, who have made particular use of that word, and they have not, uh, I don't think, been the worse off for it. Yeah, how many of our presidents knew that word? Quite a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> From the gutter to the Oval Office. Hey, listen, we got another call, Penny. Oh, thank yes, you, Lance. Appreciate call. your call. Yeah, thank you so much, Lance. Thanks for listening when you can and when you get a good spot to listen. Stand by, Stan. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Mr. Patience himself, personified. Stan is on the line. Thank you, sir, for waiting. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Uh, as far as the Supreme Court goes, I'm, uh, I'll, I'll go this route. If you're making both sides a little unhappy, then you're probably doing the right things. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, that's very reasonable. True. Yep. Seems reasonable. That, that, that's one way to look at it, and I'll have to look at it that way because, of course, we can't do anything about what they do because they're there for the lifetime appointments, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Now, Mark, Uh-oh. you said something that was totally a part of the big lie from the Democrats, that Trump packed the courts. Trump filled vacancies in the courts. <laughs> Adding new seats to the court is packing the courts to get what your desired results well, I mean, Trump he packed it with cons- he packed Big it with difference. conservatives, and what but do you he think, didn't Joe, appoint what, any. If Joe Biden or a Democrat had been the president during those four years, what do you think they would have packed it with? <laughs> Liberals, <laughs> right? So, sure. but exactly. it's so horrible to say, oh, he put conservatives in, but the Democrats would have put liberals in. So, what's the big deal? Well, he put qualified and, and judges in. That's what. And counts. they're in the process of doing that right now. Right, he put qualified judges on, and that's why the, not all the decisions are going the way that the conservatives want. But look at look at the vitriol that they faced by, from the Democrats. I mean, Amy Coney Barrett, the dogma lives large within you. You know, insulting her religion. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the Brett Kavanaugh, people from this teenage years saying he got drunk at a party. And, you know, they, they couldn't come up with anything he'd done in the last 40 years. But when he was a teenager, he was... i tell you what, when he was in high school, he was a menace. And none of it was true. Well, you don't know that. That's finding a fact is, is impossible to do. But in any event, you're right. It was 40 years ago, and I think, look how you've evolved over 40 years in your uh, understanding of things, and maybe your politics, and maybe your moral values as well. I know I've changed a lot over the decades. 
But the point is that the, the people on the left just went apoplectic because conservatives were being appointed. And yet, if they appointed liberals, they would have, oh, that would have been fine. So, That's you know, behind her now. You're always saying elections have consequences. Well, they do. And they ha- they're having consequences now for people on the right. What else, Stan? What else is cooking? Well, Joe, they're having consequences for people in this country. Well, true the enough. The Yeah, true enough. Yeah, it's, it's not just people on the right. It's affecting everybody, and it's going to get worse for everybody. Whether they want to admit it or not, it's going to happen. So as far as the courts go, right now, I guess i seen a clip that uh, John Kennedy out of Louisiana was questioned one of uh, Biden's nominees for one of the court positions. Not Supreme Court, because there is no vacancies, but one of the other appellate courts or whatever. And he's asking her about, you know, whether, how was it? Whether the court should make rights for people or it should be done through Congress, she wouldn't answer the question. Wouldn't answer the question. Just, uh, you know, avoided it. Should make and, rights and, for people? I'm not certain I understand what context that was in. What, what right, well, right was, new law? He was asking her, uh, you know, whether the court should be able to, you know, give people rights. Like, you know, the right of abortion. You know, that's supposedly in the Constitution. That's a right because the court said it was. Right. Something along the things along those lines, but she wouldn't answer that question. But of course, so, that's what judges do. I mean, every time somebody brings a case before them, somebody gets some rights and somebody loses some. Right, but I mean, what he's saying, I guess, is it, shouldn't that be the purview of the the legislature to you know to pass laws, and it, and it's just the, the yeah the SCOTUS or you know the courts determination to say whether they're constitutional or not. I think that That's was the way it's supposed to be. I think that was a bad question. I, th- I think that was a bad question, Stan. Maybe they should have asked, should Supreme Court judges legislate from the bench and to, and try to interpret or try to make the law what they believe it should be as opposed to interpreting what the Congress and the President intended for it to be? Well, that, that may be, but that, that's basically how I mean, I may have the exact, you know, quote wrong, but it was something to that effect. But, yeah. you know, but she wouldn't answer. But, you know, as we all know, unless she really torques off some Democrats, she will be confirmed because of what happened with Harry Reid and getting rid of the filibuster on judicial nominations. So it's coming back full circle. Now they have the chance to get the people in that they want for vacancies. But the thing is, my understanding is, they're trying to get which one? Which one's the liberal on the court now? Kennedy. Well, Kennedy's uh, liberal, yes. Yeah. Okay. You know, they're they're talking about maybe he should retire so that they can, you know, Biden can get a nomination on the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. You know, and then then they uh, try and basically talk Ginsburg out of retiring when she's going through all these cancer treatments and stuff, and she was out sick more than she was in at work. And what happened to her? What happened? She ended up dying in office, and then Trump nominated a person, and they were confirmed. So, you know, it's just they're playing political games with the court, and it's... It's it's not right, but, but it is no what it is. no sign of the ultimate political game, and that is actually packing the court. You know, we still hear words about it, but still no action. So so far, so good on that. Well, front. if the squad gets in control and manages to push Nancy far to the left, as she appears to be doing, or they appear to be doing, you could wind up with a proposal. But the thing is, the Supreme Court has demonstrated its independence, and that's exactly what we want them to be: independent and interpreting the law fairly and hopefully equitably. 
and making decisions based on how they view it. I mean, that's why they're there. Adhering to the real Constitution, not President Trump's. President Trump, I think, would agree with more of the Constitution. Yeah, I I agree. What did did Trump do that was unconstitutional in your mind? No, he had different interpretations for what the Constitution could do. I don't know that he did do anything unconstitutional per se. Okay, that's what I thought. He wanted wanted, uh, Vice President Pence to violate the Constitution. That's one thing I can think of right offhand, because that's top of the mind. But there were others over the years. But in any event... uh, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, What was... What did he ask Pence to do to violate the Constitution? Well, Pence is essentially the declarer of the outcome of a vote at the in the U.S. Senate following the Electoral College count, and instead the president wanted him to reject it and send it back to the states, but the Constitution doesn't call for Pence to do that. And as a result, that rift remains between them. Of course, President Trump was uh, reportedly angry, according to the people that he worked with, uh, because Pence wouldn't do that. You know, he called on Pence to violate the, the Constitution, of course, Pence said he wasn't about to do that and did what he was supposed to do, and uh, that uh, is, you know, one of the reasons why we, uh, um, you know, are, are where we are in terms of our division today, because the, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. president wanted him to do that, and Pence did that. Of course, by then the insurrection had already happened, but that was that was part of that. Oh, yes, the riots. So sorry, Mark. You yeah, know? Okay, now you're getting there because <laughs> how many people that have been arrested have been charged with insurrection. Is that an actual crime insurrection? Well, I'm assuming it is, yeah, because, you know, otherwise, why would they have it out there so much? It's an insurrection, you know, trying to take over the government or whatever. Is there, has anybody been charged with that crime? No, we just call it the insurrection because that was the, oh, the nature of because it's, it's some of the It's a political narrative for the left. Is that why we call it? <laughs> no, no, that's, See, what, now, what that's they, right. What they, you got what it. they did no. was wrong, okay? That's what some of the participants said they wanted to do. It was a riot. I just use it because that's what some of the participants said they wanted to do. But you're right. It did not turn out to be an insurrection, and that's not what most of the participants were interested in. But some of them were, and, you know, so you see the result. They're being fined and penalized and so on. Oh, man, we're out of time. You're you're being penalized by the end of the half hour. I was just getting into it. being shut off. Cut cut down. All right, have a nice day. Hey, thanks, Dan. Thanks for being a great listener and a great American. Even if you think some other people who disagree with you are un-American, you're still a great American. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury, WKOK News Time. It is now 9 a.m. We do CBS News, then local headlines, and back to open phones on On the Mark. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. We have nearly open phones. We'd love to hear from you. We were talking about the U.S. Supreme Court. One particular crowd that was disappointed uh, because of some of the outcomes of the uh, decisions made by the Supreme Court lately. They are sticking with the Constitution, and that would irritate somebody somewhere along the line. We have a case here about a Christian florist that we want to talk about that illustrates the way the Supreme Court is headed. In this case, when we talked about the cake baker, 
Baker. We talked about this case also. How long is this no, case? No, this is this is fairly new because the oh, Supreme okay? Court has decided not to take up this case, and mm-hmm. that's been the problem. All right. Because it is similar to the other one, but they've been deciding this stuff on very narrow grounds. We'll get into that. Okay, so like whether the up uh, the lower courts did everything according to the book, that kind of thing. All right, on the mark, sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Some potentially comforting news has come out of uh, last week's uh, tragic fatal crash that claimed the life of an 8-year-old uh, Landon Zerby of Lewisburg. His answers, the boy's kidneys were donated through organ donation and they have been used to enhance two lives. On a GoFundMe page to raise money for the family, Zerby's aunt, Stephanie Squire, says his kidneys were used for two men, both of whom needed dialysis up to then. The boy died from injuries in the crash that occurred along Route 45 in East Buffalo Township. Union County last week. A GoFundMe page is set up. We have that link at WKOK.com. Hemp manufacturer comes to Sunbury. The rest of the Sunbury textile mill will soon be home to an industrial hemp manufacturer, bringing dozens of new jobs to the area. Drive announced Monday that Sivana Converting LLC has purchased the remaining portion of the mill, which will bring about 50 new jobs. Drive says the operation will produce hemp-based biodegradable plastic food containers, cups, plates, and straws. The former textile mill was owned by Glenn Raven, was donated to drive a regional economic entity, and they have filled it with job and worker-sustaining employment and companies uh, since that time. This is the last piece of space that was available. Fresh Roasted Coffee LLC, one of the businesses that is headed there. The fiscal year that ended June 30th was a record-setter for gambling revenue in Pennsylvania. Gambling revenue totaled nearly $3.9 billion, shattering the previous record of $3.3 billion. While casino revenue was down due to pandemic-related casino closures, PA Gaming Control Board spokesperson Doug Harbach says online gambling helped to boost revenues. New initiatives such as iGaming, which are casino games on the web, and also for sports wagering, more than made up for any losses the casinos had because of their closures. Harbach says with more casinos opening up and continued growth of online gambling, another gambling revenue record could be set by the end of this fiscal year. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Investigators have not been able to determine the identity associated with skeletal remains found along Route 901 near Excelsior a few months ago. Northumberland County Coroner James Kelly says a final forensic lab report revealed the individual was a male, uh, most likely between the ages of 50 and 70. Remains were found May 18th this year along Route 901 in Mount Carmel Township, Northumberland County. From Washington, The House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy Monday tapped five Republicans to serve on the select committee investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. McCarthy chose uh, Congressman Jim Banks of Indiana to serve as the ranking member with representatives Jim Jordan of Ohio. At least we'll be sure to get some good sound bites out of that. Rodney (laughs) Davis of Illinois, Kelly Armstrong of North Dakota, and freshman Troy Nels of uh, Texas. The decision came more than two 
weeks after the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi had named seven Democrats and Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney to the committee. When Democrats scheduled the committee's first hearing for next week, McCarthy appeared to be running out of time for those appointments, but did get those appointments in in time. And some uh, mixed news for parents. Uh, while the CDC says masks won't be required among school kids this fall, a group of children's doctors, the American Academy of Pediatrics, says they support in-person learning, but say kids over the age of two and all staff should wear a mask, even if many of these individuals have been vaccinated. The recommendation is stricter than the CDC school guidelines that say those who received a shot don't need to wear masks. The group says it's because most students are not old enough to get a vaccine, and it's difficult to enforce mask policies for the unvaccinated. So that's going to irritate some parents and, and school districts. The WHO districts. is saying that the, they should kids should not wear masks. You okay. know, the, this, and they what we didn't get to talk about this, but the Twitter suspended uh, Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene for twelve hours because she was posting misinformation about the coronavirus. So if I put down that the WHO says masks for kids are not necessary. Is that going to be considered that false information <laughs> because the CDC well, says... True information. Maybe no, she, the American Pediatric Academy says they should wear them. Yeah, that's right. Just did that. But uh, you say WHO. And CDC doesn't have a mask requirement for fall kids. So now it's a little bit close. Or it's still a month away. So they're kind of reserving judgment, as are some of the schools around here. They say when the time comes, they'll adhere to whatever can be clearly identified as best practices, whatever that happens to be. But, uh, you know... We'll have to wait and see, you know, where are we in this resurgence? I would think by now, by then, that would be it would be pretty much tamped down. You know, they say this is the Delta variant, a variant uh, mostly infecting individuals who uh, have not been vaccinated. But, of course, as we know from our trip to Washington, D.C. with the Texas Democrats, that vaccinated individuals can get it, too. Well, there, it's pretty obvious. They stated some statistics this morning. Can't get that word out. Uh, about the percentage of young people, really young people, like two to five who get this, and it's astronomically small. I mean, it's ridiculously small. And so to say that a two-year-old has to wear a mask, you want to try and put a mask on my two-and-a-half-year-old grandson? <laughs> I he, guarantee you it'll be off within a second and a half. If he doesn't want it, he'll draw blood if necessary. <laughs> <Yeah>. He will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, probably a flailer. Well, yeah, I remember when my daughter was super young. Um, it's the strangest thing developed by the time she was three. She didn't want to wear denim blue jeans anymore. And so you would try, try to get her to put some on, no. And if you tried to help her put some on, no. no. <laughs> it would uh, it would shred the cloth, and uh, you wouldn't win that argument. So. Well, I mean, it's, it's a shame that there is so much contradiction, if you will, between various authorities. One says one thing, another says another thing. Dr. Fauci appears to say whatever you want him to say. Uh, I don't mean to insult the man. I'm sure he's very brilliant in what he does, but I mean, he's flip-flopped so many times it's been hard to keep up with him. I think he should actually be an acrobat. In what way has he flip-flopped, though? I think he's trying to keep need up masks, with the science. We need masks. We, we do this. Well, we do what, that. what did the science indicate when he said we do not need masks at this time? What did the science indicate? What does the science indicate at any given moment on any given subject. You so know, you're saying if a scientist evolves and grows and learns and, and I'm saying has that more stuff to study, should, he's no. flip-flopping. I'm saying things shouldn't be presented as absolutes. 
because I don't think until, obviously, these aren't absolutes. They should be said, we have evidence that shows this, this, and this, and we recommend that you do this, this, and this. But to say that this is an absolute, we have a mandate, we must do this, it has to be done, that's where I think Americans rebel because I want to make my own health decisions. I want to decide what's right for me, what risk I'm willing to accept, and how I'm willing to live my life. I don't want to be told how to do it. That's not the American way. Well, that's not. It isn't the American way. You're describing what is the American way is to come up with a series of policies and protections and laws and regulations that to protect everybody for the greater good, whether they want to be protected or not. Exactly. That is so. A in other fact. words, we're going to protect you no matter what you want. Okay. So we're well. That is exactly right. That's what you do. You know, you you're, you're in the borough of Shamokin Dam. You approach a four-way stop, and there's kids in the yards nearby, and the other, uh, you know. And other cars coming the other way, you should go right through at 60 miles an hour. That's because, a bad analogy. Oh, is it? Why? It is, because that's impacting other people's lives in, a, in an immediate and, and incontrovertible way. In other words, I'm running over people. I'm not running over people if I decide not to put a mask on or I decide not to get vaccinated. Do I think people should be vaccinated? Absolutely. I think they're dumb if they don't. Right. But I don't have the right to tell you to be vaccinated. I don't have the right to tell you to put a mask on your face. I don't have the right to tell you you can't go to a restaurant or you can't go into a school or you can't drink at a fountain. All right. So public good is clear if you agree with it. But if you disagree with it or you have unanswered questions, then yeah. public mandates are not good. That's right. Man- there's the operative word, mandates. Right. If we present the information to people and we say this is what is the best practice, this is what we believe will work. We're not telling you you have to do it, but we believe you would be wise to do this. Okay. If people have the information, they can make their own decisions. Some people aren't going to do it. What are the vaccination rates in Snyder and Union County? Less than 50 percent, right? <laughs> Less than 40 percent. Oh, well, I think I thought it was 45. But, you know, that's to me is an indication that we haven't done a good enough education job. Obviously, there are people who are hesitant and reluctant to get the vaccine for one reason or another. You know, what study has been done to determine exactly what's motivating people not to get vaccinated? 1-800-795-9565. We're talking about COVID-19 vaccination, and uh, we're kind of stepping into whether or not, so to speak, maybe, uh, whether or not uh, it's a good idea to mandate these things. I say uh, mass mandates are just like stop signs. You can clearly show that there's a public benefit to that. Joe says, no, there's immediate threat if you go through stop signs, and that's why those mandates are appropriate, but mask mandates are not. At the risk not. of prompting Lance to call again, I think you could empirically prove that science shows that drinking alcohol can have bad results for you. Should We man- <laughs> We tried mandating that people don't drink it. We did that in the 1920s. Didn't work out real well. All right, so you're just concerned about choice is the key. Is the key. No. Issue. Education is the key issue. Is it? We need instead of telling people what they must do and how they must do it, and these idiotic governors who are closing down states and shutting things off, you know, and then they're they're raising cane, if you will, about Republican governors who have gone the opposite is way. Bad, everybody. No, it's not. How many lives <laughs> have they saved? Thousands and thousands, right. untold thousands. All right, one eight hundred. Just ship them off into the nursing homes the way Governor Cuomo did. There you go. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Uh, we got Chris on the line. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. You're on the mark. Yeah, there's all sorts of history being rewritten today, and that. On this show. About you that way is especially pathetic. Well, yeah, that's uh, 
perhaps mean-spirited. Anyway, go ahead, Chris. And uh, the, the packing the court, the, the conservatives have been packing the court, court trying to for 40 years, probably 50. Did you ever hear of the Warren Court? Yes. That was packed with liberals, wasn't it? No. And that's okay with you, but the conservatives, so we don't no. want conservatives. I said no. <laughs> Warren was a conservative. No, he wasn't. He may have been put on there as a conservative, but he was an independent thinker who went his own well, way. Yeah, but he came from a conservative viewpoint. Always did. But he ruled he liberally. He was more of a liberal. Rehnquist. Where do you, where do you put Rehnquist? <laughs> By your standards today of radical uh, republicanism that's so far gone to the right that uh, you can't even see it anymore, yes, he was a middle-of-the-road, slightly liberal person. And which of the yes. current justices who were appointed by President Trump do you feel fits the definition you just gave of a far-right radical Republican who's so far right you can't see him? Well, I wasn't talking about Supreme Court justices at that time. Oh, okay. But uh, Kavanaugh probably fits the bill. And uh, I'll tell you this. If, uh, what's a Barrett? That's her name, right? Barrett? Amy Coney Barrett, yes. Yes. If, uh, if a liberal had as, uh, as a conservative religion that was as cultish as hers was, the right would have been apoplectic about her nomination. So the ca- Catholics are part of a cult? Absolutely. Okay. Well, I'm glad we yeah, know this. She was raised in a cult. 200 people or, or so at the time living together and uh, having these same beliefs. It was it was it was pretty much a cult <laughs> within the Catholic Church. I see. Well, look, you, do you know the history of it at all? You remember that at all, or not? Yes or no? He does, I've heard he does not. I'll speak for him. He does not recall. Okay. <laughs> I don't believe it was a cult. I believe it was a religi- a conservative religious organization within the Catholic yes, Church. Yes, and if there was a liberal who was in a left, uh, as far left as that was conservative with as few numbers in it, they right would have gone apoplectic about it. Okay. Okay? Uh, yes, okay, stipulated. Then, uh, then your whole history of uh, what Kavanaugh did, he did a lot of things besides drink in high school. And the thing is that he was probably lying about it under oath. So you, you well, Chris has determined he that he's a liar. Speech and showed no judicial temperament, and he's been a political hack a great deal of his life. <laughs> but that's not illegal. No, it's not illegal. But it's whether you want somebody like that on the Supreme Court. I would hardly call him a hack, considering his qualifications for the court. I mean, that's ridiculous. I, I'm saying he acted as a political hack most of his career. Now, he didn't do it so much when he was on the court. That is true. But if you look at his career as a whole, that he'd gotten in perjury trouble once before when he was being nominated the first time, and various other things, 
there's a lot of question marks there. No, there are question marks about Joe Biden and his plagiarism and the, his. He was elected. He was not appointed. Doesn't matter if you're holding somebody no, to. You're doing the same if you're holding someone, if you're holding court. someone so you, to a moral standard. If you're holding someone to a moral standard, both of you. If you're holding someone to a moral standard, that standard has to apply across the board. You can't say okay. our Supreme Stop Court there, justices please. need to be more Stop moral there. than the president. Stop there, please. Yep. Hold on. Go ahead, Chris. So Trump had to pass that same standard, right? He failed it. <laughs> he failed it before he was elected. Wally was running, and Wally Wally was president. Yes, and, and the, after he was president. And if the Democrats yes. had put somebody up better than Hillary Clinton, he wouldn't have been president in the first case. Or as as much as you can vilify Hillary Clinton, yes. The vilification machine was at work. Political hack fits there too, Joe. These are current. If you want to do yeah, this. One. One of our emailers says, Chris, if you are a texter, says, Chris, have you ever heard of the First Amendment, freedom of association and religion? Okay, these are all for Chris. Yes, I'm not saying that there is. What's that got to do with anything what I said? Uh, he also says, Chris, you ever I hear said, of the First I said, if, if a, left, a liberal judge candidate had a, a liberal uh, as a leftist as her religion was rightous and as small a number of group religion that was communal and had kind of a group think thing going as Barrett's religion did the right would have gone apoplectic. How does that anything to do with the First Amendment? Freedom of religion. Yeah, yeah but you can have a what's that got to do with what I said? I don't know. I didn't write the note. The texture says... <laughs> well, you sure we're reading it like it meant something. Right. We okay. have freedom of religion. Then we can go on to something else. Then, the same right? person also says, Chris, spreading the big lie, there is no court packing by Republicans, only filling vacancies on oh, courts. Oh, hold on. Okay, let's go back to that then. <laughs> if you want to say stupid stuff like that. <laughs> hey, I just read them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They they did not even uh, they did not let o Obama fill fill the last judgment his last uh, vacancy they they stopped him from doing it without even a hearing for the judge that's called unpacking they the court. to have a hearing furthermore once they got power the next time they were the ones who eliminated the the filibuster for. Uh, non-Supreme Court justices, and that allowed Trump to put some real dummies on the court. Well, who who started that policy? They, they did it for the Supreme no, Court justices. Who did? The Republicans or the Democrats? The Democrats. Right. So they it came back yeah, to bite them in the posterior. The court, which is what was what happened under Trump. So, in other words, if it was okay for the high court, it shouldn't have been okay for the lower courts. The Democrats were right. Hey, you can't complain about you can't complain about doing it for one and then say, "Oh, it's perfectly all right to do it for I the other." I didn't complain about either. You're the one complaining. I think it was all right to do it for both because nothing okay. ever gets done. Okay, done. And then who did it for both? The Democrats for the Supreme Court, the Republicans for the lower right, courts. Right, right. And that allowed Trump to put a lot of dummies in as judges. And now Joe Biden can put more dummies and crooks in. 
Oh, except the idiots and the point dummies in trucks. Oh, of course. By the way, uh, five, five cabinet members of Trump got reported by inspector generals for substantial breakage of the law. And, of course, the... Uh, I thought we were talking office. about. I thought we were talking yeah, about no, judges. To see here, we aren't going to investigate any. I thought further. we were talking about judges. Well, I, I, you flip flop. You flip flop. I thought you should be. That should be pointed out too. In in four just four years, five of his cabinet members, right, were were uh, were reported by inspector generals. <laughs> And Hunter Biden selling artwork for half a million dollars. How did you buy one of Hunter Biden's portraits for half a million dollars? You know he sprays paint with straws and selling them for half a million bucks. Joe, Joe, <laughs> is he in the government? He's the, he's using the government to make money. <laughs> yeah, so do you probably. How? <laughs> well, you you follow the tax laws and you follow the laws and you uh, you make money. Okay. They couldn't do that without the government, right? Nope. Okay, okay. Chris, we got to move on. <laughs> Wrap it up. What, what else? What, your answer to everything is Hunter Biden, like it matters. And that there is no... You have no idea what's in the... For the other people who go in all the time about Hunter Biden, nothing at all with his computer. There, you don't, you don't know what's fake and what's real on that. The FBI is trying to figure that out. What? The FBI is trying to figure that out. Well, I'm waiting. Well, and under under Trump, they couldn't find anything. They didn't look. Worth, uh, you must have missed the big story. Doing. You must have missed, and we do got to go. You must have missed the no, big no, story. No, they found nothing, Joe. You missed the big the story. Only thing they did was found. Uh, they they well, he doesn't did want to hear for it. What, the income tax. Have a nice party. day, Chris. All right, we'll okay, talk. you too, since you don't want to open your ears or hear anything. <laughs> well, you, well I don't. <laughs> Hang up. Bye. Have a good <laughs> The funnels don't go both ways. Well, he doesn't Chris. have funnels in. He just has earplugs No, in. your funnels to re- reject all, all untoward sounds. All right, 1-800-795-9565. The theme of today has been the U.S. Supreme Court. And, uh, We're going to President... talk about the Christian florist, Baron L. Stutzman, when we come back. <laughs> okay, a household name if there ever was one. one 800 795-9565 is the open phone line. What's your view on the U.S. Supreme Court? Are are you disappointed that they haven't done exclusively conservative rulings, even though President Trump said they would? They've been adhering to the law. Does that irritate you, too? And we do have this one for Chris. Chris, Merrick Garland is a political hack, and it's a good thing he's not on the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> he's just the opposite of a political hack. He's a valued and upstanding jurist, and now he's, he's not a jurist at the right, moment. Now he's uh, U.S. Attorney General. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. What's your view on all this? Call us immediately. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. one 800 795 is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you. I'm Mark Lawrence, a portrayal liberal on the radio, and we would just uh, love to hear your thoughts. It's so no on. portrayal. What's that? It's no portrayal. It's reality. Yeah, okay, so I'm liberal. Yeah, Mark Topia is a pretty open-minded, progressive place. Oh, it's a bad place. I wouldn't want to live there. <laughs> well, guess what? You ain't welcome. We I are a gated community. We have standards, so yeah, we don't want any lawbreakers on I believe board. it's a cult. Is it? Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's 200. So that makes it a cult. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, Joe McGranahan is here. And, of course, our great conservative uh, co-host with his Fox Funnels on that uh, taint everything he hears. Even if he does hear a liberal viewpoint, it taints it so they don't taint hear it. true. So he doesn't hear it right. Taint and true. Rob Sanders, our fabulous <laughs> producer, he's just over there shaking his head. Uh, but, yeah, he answers the phone and makes sure that the archives work and takes good care of us and pulls up sound bites for us and just does a fabulous job. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, you can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Is this uh, text germane, uh, Joe? Not this really. Is this a new one? No, okay. I think it's incorrect, so okay. I don't want to read it. All right. Um, Moving on. Christian florist Baronelle Stutzman is encouraging others to maintain their faith in God as she deals with the fallout of what she described as a devastating decision by the Supreme Court. This is that left-leaning Supreme Court you're talking about. For nearly a decade, Stutzman has been fighting a lawsuit over her refusal to serve a same-sex wedding for religious reasons. After the Washington Supreme Court twice ruled against her, the nation's highest court declined to take the case in what conservatives saw as a missed opportunity to bring justice. The American Civil Liberties Union, which sued on behalf of the same-sex couple, Kurt Fried and Rob Ingersoll, argued that Stutzman discriminated on the basis of sexual orientation. Stutzman has maintained that her beliefs lead her to serve everyone equally. Prior to the suit, she spent years serving Ingersoll. Rob and Kurt, she said, they have every freedom to live as they want. I'm just asking for that same freedom. Amid the adverse ruling, the 76-year-old grandmother is standing by her convictions and faith in God. Sure, I want to win, and yes, I want everything to go smooth, but he doesn't promise that. He just says, be obedient and be faithful, and that's what we're supposed to do. I mean, it's just level all the way around. If you don't trust in God's Word, then you don't have anything to trust in. Stutzman, Colorado Baker Jack Phillips, and others have become test cases for how governments will balance religious liberty interests with those of same-sex couples. So here the Supreme Court refused to take this up, yet they took up the other case that you mentioned earlier, the Baker. Different case, different court. Right, and they're deciding these things on very narrow issues. In other words, they're not taking, uh, well, they just let the Little Sisters of the Poor, was it, uh, or whoever, the the group and they they ruled in favor of Little Sisters of the Poor. They ruled in favor of the um, uh, agency in Philadelphia, the Catholic agency that dealt with, was it, uh, not adoptions, but So they uh, could still bar same-sex couples from their adoption. 
citizens, but they're, and still be tied to Philadelphia right. social services. They're deciding these things on very narrow issues. In other words, they're looking at the specifics of the case and making a decision about that, rather than the overall thing is, can somebody refuse to serve a gay client because their religious beliefs tell them that it's wrong? You know, and, and I go back, and I think they're doing the right thing. I'll be honest with you. I think the Supreme Court is doing the right thing in making these decisions narrow because there are specific instances where I can see you would have the right to say no and other instances where I think you don't have that right, and it's based on your history and business. In other words, this lady served these people until they got married. I mean, they were. She was their florist of record until they decided to get married, and which is legal in, I guess, the state of Washington, as it is across the country now. And so then she decided, all of a sudden, I'm not going to sell them flowers anymore because they're getting married. But the thing, the argument I've always so made is so that's how this worked. Okay, right. so it wasn't a wedding; they just happened to be customers. So they were fine. They up were until customers then. until they put their order for wedding flowers in. And, and suddenly, you have always argued. If you're open, you're open. If you're open, you're open. If you're in business to sell flowers, unless the flowers are going to be used as part of some, I don't know, sexual ritual. Yeah. Okay, uh, right, 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 involving uh, children, so it's clearly illegal. Right, in other words, and and, and I'm expecting you you as the florist to participate in this. But what use the flowers are made of? I mean, what what is the purpose of sending flowers to anything. It's to brighten their day, make them happy, <laughs> provide something beautiful well, and Here's friendly. one florist who doesn't agree. <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not to make a religious statement. It's not to make a statement about someone's morals or their values. So what did the court really decide then on this? What was the narrow element of this? They refused to take it up. Okay. In other words, they didn't even take her case. So they had no opinion to state about it. They just well, declined. they're saying then, in effect, that the Washington Supreme Court, which twice ruled against her, that they're right. It says if you're open for business, you have to be open for business. Their decision will stand. But uh, the cake baker had a very specific artistic skill that he would apply to the cakes. And so is that the same thing? Flowers, Flower I know... Flower arranging the, is a skill. Right, no argument there. And, and it's, But it isn't... Uh, is it the same as an artist's skill? And is, a, is flower arranging the same as applying, let's say, paint to canvas in a certain way that makes it a masterpiece or a really well, great I, piece I of art? I would argue that it is. Okay. I mean, I've seen flower arrangements. I mean, if you give me a pile of flowers, I'm going to stick them in a vase, and it's not going to look too great. But, you know, the way these people blend in greens mm-hmm. and flowers, I mean, some of these displays... Yeah, my lovely bride has a gift for flower arranging, right. I've noticed. Well, that's a talent, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't think that that's... Okay, so it is the same as an artistic application. So, should the florist be obligated to, to apply that artistic talent in the same way to uh, two men that she knows are married now and doesn't wish to. Well, there, she th- says there's no. that issue. There's the other issue that the Supreme Court, this supposedly knee-jerk conservative group <laughs> of right-wing well, misanthropes, they refuse to take this case all up. All the way back around to the very first words I spoke on this show, on an issue anyway, is that President Trump over-delivered or over-promised and said that this court would decide anything and everything in conservatives' favor. Here they are. But, I mean, it's just like... Chris and all these other people get upset about the right-wing part, 
right-wing people like, uh, like Stan get upset about the left-wing courts. I look at it and I say, all right, all of this is cyclical. I believe these courts function exactly as the Constitution intended them to function. Now, I'll agree with you that the Constitution doesn't specify the number of Supreme Court justices. But nine has worked fine for a very long time. Well, yeah, it certainly is a workable number these days. Right, and it has even to be an odd number. Even with conservative uh, appointments, even so, it's, it seems as though they've found their way back to the Constitution. But, you know, if there's one thing that is noteworthy about the new court is is that the dissenting opinions are more pointed that the court is going the wrong direction. You know, if you read the dissenters from the last one, I, I can't think of the specifics offhand. Well, I but know what you're talking about. It was a rather nasty dissent. Right, <laughs> saying, you know, I'm sorry we've totally lost our way. <laughs> this right. is the Constitution. Might as well seal it up and, you know, put it down back underneath its uh, hermetically sealed area because we're ignoring it. Well, so. If you look at if you look at the proposal to pack the court when FDR was there, it was it wasn't about conservative or liberal. I guess it was more about his plans. He didn't want people ruling against his plans, and his advisors talked him out of it. I mean, cooler heads prevailed, and they didn't. They never went forward with it. Although I think if he had, this is he a might, historic packing. right. He might have been. He might, FDR might have been able to succeed. I think today there are people who would stop President Biden from doing that. I, I, you know, I hate to say that Joe Manchin is the guy who's probably standing with his finger in the dike in Washington, but Joe Manchin is the guy with his finger in the dike. Right. He's stopping a lot of this bad well, stuff. Well, I from think happening. you'd find a lot of other Democrats would probably agree too. There's, there's a lot. There's, there's. Senator Manchin, but there's other senators who are free thinkers. You know, look at this uh, Senator Cinema that we talked about her yesterday. She's once she got to Washington, she really turned up the statesmanship so that she could decide things and look at things and vote according to the law and you know in, in the right. Even though she came from a very liberal background. Well, we're now in this era where we want to be proactive. We want to prevent anything we don't want from happening. From happening. happening from happening. No. So we need to we need to have people on the Supreme Court that we believe are predictable who will vote our way. We don't want them to reason or think or study each case on its own merits and make a decision based on common sense and you know on, on precedent. I think precedent plays a big part in it. You know, we want people who are just gonna be knee jerk our way. And when they aren't, whether we're right or left, we're disappointed. And at this time all the year, the next year, all this will have evolved significantly because there are gun rights cases that are now pending that the court has taken and abortion cases that the court has taken. So we're going to find out uh, what this conservative court does. One of our listeners sends a note, says, where is the ACLU fighting for floor civil rights? Is that not this case you're talking about? Actually, the ACLU, the ACLU went the other way. They oh, uh, sued they, on behalf of the same-sex couple. Oh, they sued on behalf of them. Okay, so they are... But uh, so there, they made a well, decision... Well, they're fighting for the florists. Oh, no, they're fighting against them. But right. what about the w- other woman's religious freedom? You know, why aren't they fighting for her, too? It seems to me that some of these cases, the ACLU should be on both sides. Well, I think they chose to chose the side they are because the front door of the business is open and has an open sign on it. And you either are open. I love your phrase. You're either open or you're not. not so... Um, 
to be continued. All right, we would invite folks to call us about these important topics of our day. Packing the U.S. Supreme Court is something that President Biden has not taken any forward action on, even though it was widely talked about during the campaign. 1-800-795-9565. We're talking about the U.S. Supreme Court. Are they sticking to the Constitution or not with their rejections of cases? And we'll find out about their decisions that are coming up in the future. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. One of our good listeners sends us a note and says, Good morning, gentlemen. I was wondering if you heard what happened to the George Floyd statue. And I am not familiar with the George Floyd statue anywhere, nor am I familiar with what happened to it. So uh, you'll have to answer that well, question Well, in June 2021, a 700-pound bronze statue of oh. George Floyd was installed outside Newark, New Jersey City Hall. There we go. The statue commissioned by Leon Pinckney and sculptured by Stanley Watts was donated to the city of Newark and will remain outside City Hall for at least one year. And but was it was vandalized. June. George, George oh, okay. Floyd statues were vandalized in Brooklyn. So okay, maybe, maybe that's, that's what they're it. talking about. So. Yep. Elaborate on the question, and we'll, <laughs> the obvious answer is, I don't know. <laughs> Joe found something, so that takes care of the George Floyd statue question. Uh, we invite you to do what that good listener did, and that's email us at onthemarket.com. You can still do that. You can text us at 70236, and uh, we would invite you to call us. Oh, yeah, it is a talk show, one 800 795 On the Mark brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Funny, a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. I invite you to do what I have done. Talk to them about the vehicle you want, and they will build it to your precise specifications. They have just enough chips left in Detroit to make a few vehicles there, and they would love to make one for you. So talk to the Sunbury Motor Company about a Ford Mustang, E-Mustang electric. We're starting to see those around on the streets a lot more, so that's great to see. Maybe it's a Bronco, or you can do like I did, have them build a Ford F-150 for you, and uh, then they'll ship it directly to your house. Pretty soon that'll pop up in Northumberland. And do as I've done, then start to talk about accessories for that Mustang or that Bronco or uh, that Explorer Expedition that fit your vehicle that come from the Sunbury Motor Company. Full service, free installation of these wonderful accessories at the Sunbury Motor Company. SunburyMotors.com is where a great car purchase starts. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. One of our listeners asks a question Joe and I cannot answer. Says, Why is Senator Casey a free thinker instead of in lockstep with the leftists? I thought he was in lockstep. Yeah, I'm not sure. He's pretty consistently, uh, I don't know, lockstep with Left. the leftists well, sounds not, bad. Not with the squad, but I mean, he's a traditional liberal Democrat. I think he's pretty good man. I can't think of don't him Don't always ever, agree with him, but I like him. Has he ever gone against the Democrats? Mm, don't know. All right. Uh, the answer is what happened to the George Floyd. If you Google, it says lightning struck a George Floyd statue. No, this wasn't a statue. That was a mural in Ohio. A building got struck by lightning in Ohio, not a statue. It was a mural painted on a wall. Oh, okay. And that was last week, I think last weekend or something. Yeah, that wasn't a statue, though. Uh, but you did find some statues that had been vandalized. <laughs> so that's what happened to those statues. Pat, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling all the way from Texas. Yeah, I I, uh, I was going to call in when I heard you mention the uh, what happened to the George Floyd uh, memorial. Yeah, that's true. It was it was not a statue. It was a, a mural on a, on a brick wall. But a little poetic justice there. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting waiting for some of the bronze statues to get it too. Because uh, uh, you know I live in Texas for decades now. That that I'm proud to be a Texan. But I grew up 
uh, about a mile from uh, where George Floyd uh, uh, died. We'll say died because there was a forensic uh, pathologist that came from out east here and did a, another autopsy on Floyd and said he called it, in effect, a, a suicide because the guy was so full of drugs that he was going to die anyway and he was going through uh, uh, what do they call it, excitable delirium, um, which is a, a symptom of somebody that's high on drugs and that uh, goes nuts, basically. Has nothing to do with anyway. putting your neck on someone's or your knee on someone's neck for nine minutes. That's not really the, the homicide. The pathologist found no evidence of asphyxiation, so gotcha. you know, uh, that would be uh, that would rule that out. I mean, but uh, and you know, I go way back with this thing because my brother was a, a, a cop there for forty years, and uh, the uh, precinct building that they burned down was his uh, original uh, post. So I told him when they burned it down. I called my brother and said, "I hope you hope you cleaned out your locker before all that." It was uh, it was the, the cops were up on the roof, ready to defend their home, and the, the mayor uh, told them, "No, you got to leave. Let the rioters have it. Let them burn it down." So, anyway, bring all that up again. But I thought it was interesting that uh, <laughs> that the the memorial in Toledo got zapped by uh, our creator. So it was a. a I don't feel bad about that at all. If you, I don't know if you've heard Candace Owens talk about uh, why black people continue to uh, canonize uh, their worst element. And uh, that, that George Floyd is a perfect example. He was a crook, a real criminal. Is there any racial justice that came out of this? I realize that uh, George Floyd was a crook who committed suicide, so we'll stipulate that just he in your view. suicide. That's what Thank our caller you. just said. <laughs> well, he our did. caller just well, said it. That's what the pathologist <laughs> said. It was a de facto suicide because he filled himself up with drugs. There's a term for uh, uh, st- when you call with drugs, and I forget what the term is, but if you stash him up your uh, behind, uh, that's what he had done. And it had filled his system with his fentanyl and other drugs as well. So, I mean, you know, he, he, he did it to his own self, put it that way. Okay. Um, so, anyway, so justice has been served in that particular case. George Floyd uh, committed suicide because he's a criminal, or uh, he is a criminal, period, plus he committed suicide and the officer didn't do that. Uh, is there any racial component or racial justice that we do need in the U.S., or was that an appropriate end to that case? Uh, well, racial justice, I think the Civil War had a lot to do with that, and uh uh, things were going along pretty well till uh, our half-black president came in, uh, Obama, and uh, you know they're now with this critical race theory. They're trying to they're trying to finish uh, Charles Manson's job by starting a race war in this country. Um, it's crazy. We live in crazy times. I think we could agree on that. And <laughs> no argument there. All right. Thank you so much, Pat. Thanks for the long-distance yeah, call. Thanks, Very Pat. much call appreciated. Again. Yep. All right. Last break of the day. We would have time for one speedy caller, one speedy email sent to onthemarkatwkok.com, and one text sent to 70236 with the keyword OTM. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. Now read this with the word not. Right, yes. Why is Senator Casey not a free thinker instead of in lockstep with the leftists? Okay. <laughs> Why isn't he? Well, he is a Democrat, so he's standing up for Democratic ideals in, in the way he thinks appropriate. Just like everybody else, I suppose, in Washington, although they, there seems to be a lot of groupthink down there. But you see, I think the American people appreciate the diversity. We've elected in Pennsylvania a Republican and a Democratic state senator. And probably will again. The uh, state house seats or the house seats in Pennsylvania are evenly split. You know, so we have, I think, a diversity of opinion. And I think it shows, you know, people say, oh, it shows the country's divided. Well, maybe it does show that, but it also shows that people want that those checks and balances. They want the right to be checked by the left sometimes when the left goes, you know, too far, and they want the right to be checked by the left when well, the right goes too far. And that's why I think Democratic senators are, are saying, oops, we're going the other way next year because we've gone too far. I don't think the, the, that, you know, the voters as a whole are... The politicians don't get it, that the people want them to work together. They want them to try and arrive at compromises. You know, I granted the far right fringe and the far left fringe, they want their ideology to be pure and, and unadulterated. But I think the rest of us expect our legislators, who are common sense people, to work together to come up with solutions for our problems. And guess Things what? that will work. The vortex does not allow that thought process to get into well, Washington. No, I mean, we're, we're, you know, when the Democrats start off with a, a $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill that has nothing to do with infrastructure, but is in fact a liberal wish list, then the, the right should check them. And, and then, then they the came right up with comes, a compromise. And if the right comes up with things that actually do disenfranchise people, the left should check them. I mean, that's the way this system was designed. That's the way it should work. The framers of the Constitution created now checks and balances. name-calling and stick it to you. <laughs> well, it is. And, <laughs> you know? and I think there are people on both sides responsible for that. I don't think that's statesmanship. Have we always been diplomatically statesmanlike in Washington, D.C.? <laughs> okay. So this is just more of the same. You know, I often say, just as a conversation piece, our republic's in trouble because of this abyss that we've fallen into now with our division. But other people who have observed this a lot longer than me say, no, this is this is this is just the way it looks when we are divided and we have always been somewhat divided. This is just the way it appears. Well, you may be right. To be continued, folks, we'll have another open day tomorrow. If you'd like a guest or a particular topic of discussion, send an email to on the mark at WKOK.com. This is WKOK Sunbury.